Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and I didn't time it right. I was just drinking a little bit of water. But <laughs> thanks, thanks so much, everyone. Welcome to the Faces Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka. I am excited today because this is a special treat. I've got Clifford Starks here from Starks Transfer Transformational Coaching. And yes, I will get my tongue tiredness out of the way early. Um, and we're going to be talking about using elite athlete habits for personal development. And Clifford is the person to talk about this because Clifford, not only was he a division one wrestler, he went on in less than one year after division one wrestling to start MMA fighting. And you did that for a number of years. And then you decided to, to turn your, your, uh, your efforts towards, helping people with leadership development and other things. But Clifford, I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be in. Yeah. So tell tell us a little bit about this journey. So did you start out wrestling like in junior high and stuff? Why did you pick wrestling? You know, it's funny. Um, I actually got suplexed on cement. And this was in fifth grade. All right. And I, for those who don't know what being suplexed is, basically a person bear hugged me from behind and threw me over his back. And I landed square on my spine on cement. I couldn't walk properly for a couple months after that. And oh, the my. jogging took a little bit of time. Uh, but from there, I was like, that's something I need to learn to – if." Worst comes to worst, at least protect myself. <laughs> so yeah, oh. I ended up I didn't wrestle until I got into high school though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a tough sport. People don't, I mean, the, the physical demands of wrestling to get in shape for wrestling is one of the tougher sports, I believe. For people yeah, to get in shape for. I've never been a wrestler, but I always I mean, the kind of things that you have to do to get in shape good enough to do it. And and then just the, the training regimen. You know, it's funny. So I did a uh, I did a camp and that was my first introduction into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the wrestling, the actual wrestling season came out. And he's having us do the these conditioning exercises. And I'm thinking, like, what did we do to get in trouble to do this? Because I thought we were in trouble. I'm like, this yeah, is yeah. cool crap. And uh, one of the guys goes, like, Cliff, he's conditioning us. He's getting us ready for the season. And I'm like, getting... is this something we do every day? <laughs> <laughs> is this something we do every day? Crap. That sucks. And so, yeah, that was my introductory into 
what a wrestling season looked like. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think wrestling in high school showed you? Um, you know, we're constantly working our confidence muscle, and this is not something that I knew I was even doing. I thought I was just mm -hmm. a kid doing the best that I could. Uh, but it, it, every time you do something that you don't like and you overcome it, you become stronger than you were before. And it's yeah. fun because when you're stronger than you were before, that means you can do more things in this, in this world. And so I just constantly would, would set myself up to the challenge, uh, do the thing, figure something out along the way. And I got in amazing shape doing that process, not only uh, physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. And you, you said it, I was writing it down because I think, I think what a sport like wrestling teaches you is push yourself to new limits. Yeah. And once you're there, you can go to another limit and, um, yeah, because it is that is the the way that we grow. It's not by you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be a hundred times better. It's like a hundred days you're going to get a little bit better mm -hmm. and end up being a lot better after the end of a hundred days. Yes, absolutely. So as you as you wrestle in college, what was really the change when you moved into college in Division One wrestling? It's hilarious. Uh, I went out there. I got taken down by a guy who weighs 147 pounds. And, and you were wrestling was, how heavy? How heavy yeah, were I you wrestling? I was around 225. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So I get taken down by this 147 pounder. And I I said it out loud. I'm like, what the hell? I'm a state champion. And the guy looks at me. He goes, we're all state champions here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Point taken. Okay. So I jumped into a bigger pond. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is the one thing that I don't think people really, uh, as kids are going through their athletic, uh, if they're, if they're a great athlete in grade school and they go to high school, there's a big jump. And when you go to high school, to college, there's a big jump. And a lot of people don't realize that that just keeps going. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I had a friend that used to ride professional motocross and he said, you can always tell, the difference between a weekend motocrosser and somebody that's, you know, the semi-pro and the professionals. He said, mm -hmm. the weekend motocrosser, they're going to be at the starting gate. And they're going to be talking to everybody around them, everything, you know, just having a good time, relaxing. He said, that professional motocrosser, they're out there stomping the track in front of their wheel. They're yep. they're making sure that the, the tire and everything that is, is perfect for their start because they know that the, the, the margin of error gets so much smaller as everyone gets better that mm -hmm. you have to be at the very tippy, tippy, tippy top of your game to be able to do these things. The and hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you came into college at, at two twenty five. You said, did you wrestle at that weight or what weight did you wrestle at? Yeah. So I was a heavyweight and heavyweight is anything over one ninety seven to two sixty five. Mm -hmm. So okay. I was uh, quite a, a small heavyweight <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you got, you, you wrestled in college. What were some of the things that college wrestling taught you where, you know, high school, you were learning how to push your limits a bit and you were through a lot of that, but what did college really? Um, 
it's almost like I think we're learning the same lesson over and over again, just in different aspects of life. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a barrier, like there's a sticking point where you're stuck and you got to push through the barrier. And for three months, I was getting tossed around like a child. I really was. But the reason, the only reason, the only change was my attitude is my attitude gets me to that next level because I'm just going to like, okay, I'm going to go back again and give my best. The difference between the have and the have nots, and it's not that one person's better than another. So that's not what I'm saying in any way, but it's giving your best when it makes no sense. Like it makes no sense to give your best because you suck. And so your mind's saying, why are you even doing this? Because I know there's something on the other end. That's why. And so after three months, everything just started firing on all cylinders and it was making sense again. Yeah, I love that. Giving your best what it makes no sense. Yeah. It it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the the saying, you know, keep going when everybody else has quit. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's cool. So you, you're getting near the end of your college career. You tell your coach, man, I want to be in the MMA and I want to do it yeah. in a year. Well, and the crazy you- thing is I, I actually uh, gave up my career altogether. So, and oh, it, really? it, yeah, kind of, it's a weird transition for people because they see that, that transition. It wasn't seamless and smooth like that. So I actually, I was a graduate in kinesiology and I went uh-huh. into personal training. So I was doing personal training for a good seven, eight years before I even got into fighting. So I was probably considered uh, very, very old when I ended up deciding I want to try this. Oh, yeah, because you were close to 30 by that time. Yeah. (laughs) It's it feels a little different at 30 than it does at 20 something. Mm -hmm. I like one thing that I will say is I want to live the life I want to live. Yeah. When I'm ready to do something. I'm going to go do the thing and yeah. uh, learn the lessons along the way as I'm learning them. Do you think doing it though, at that age, you were better prepared for it mentally? hundred percent. You know, what's funny. Uh, I was listening to a video on Tony Robbins and he talks about being resourceful. And the one thing that I am is there's pros and cons to whatever we do. They're always yeah. going to be there. And then we get the option of like, are the pros worth it to me, to me? And that's what people have to be willing to ask themselves. And, and sometimes they don't. They, they think the, the pros um, are not as weighted as the cons because they're listening to the wrong people. You got to listen to yourself. You got to listen to, you got to know what you want your journey to be. And that's what I wanted my journey to be because you best believe my parents didn't want me to do it. It wasn't this simple thing of, Oh, you want to fight in the UFC in less than a year? Woo-hoo! We're your cheerleaders. It's what in the hell are you thinking? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's why I wanted to have you on because you didn't, you don't even realize the the wisdoms of the words that you say. And and if if people didn't hear you speak for the last minute, they should just back it up there because it's 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 awesome. And and I'm so blessed to be able to be around you once in a while and listen to you talk because you have a way about you, Clifford, that cuts right through a lot of levels and gets to the heart of what people should should really be considering. 
And, yeah. and that's why I really appreciate my time with you and, and how you share things with people um, because you yeah, have a gift. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, very you have much. a gift. And I don't know if people have told you, but you have a gift for it. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that about you. Um, so you're better. You're, you're a little better off mentally for this a little later in life. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things? Because you had not trained for MMA fighting before then, had you? No, <laughs> not at all. I, I, I actually, I suck so bad. That when I told my coach, like he had this grin on his face, like that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what, I mean, though, what were the things that you go, I never, I never would have dreamed in a million years we had to do that to get ready for it. You know, uh, this is actually from Russell Brunson. Yeah. So, and, and this is the way I've always thought. He calls it just in time learning. I know there's going to be something that I'm learning while I'm in it. <laughs> and uh, I know that I can learn it because I'm pressured to learn it while I'm in it. Uh, one of those moments, I was getting my leg kicked up so bad. And I'm going with this Muay Thai guy. And to make matters worse, they had the rules where I couldn't punch him in the head. I could only punch him in the body. And so I'm like, all right, so just take the one weapon that I have. But I really did wrestle someone and punch him in the face. Yeah. So they kept standing us up and he just kept kicking my legs. And it it sucked. It was painful. I couldn't walk for two weeks. But I, I just, sometimes all you have is your grit. Sometimes that's yeah. all you get. Because he was technically the better fighter than I was. But I like to win. And uh, I pushed the pace. And I did what I could. And I ended up getting the decision. Wow. (laughs) And best believe, after that fight, and after I was able to walk again, I practiced checking leg kicks for probably a good month. Because I never wanted to feel that way again. Yeah. But you said something there again. You said, sometimes all you have is grit. Yeah. And there, and that's in the ring, like you experienced at that time, but it's in life too. Oh yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things you don't know when you're going to need it. And I, I say, uh, unshakable faith. So that's actually my fourth principle. And I say, practice having it. So it's there when you need it. Cause you're never going to know when you're going to need it, but it's going to come. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good one. Uncheckable faith is, is, uh, yeah, you get that right. That'll take you a long ways along with some grit. hundred percent. Huh? Good stuff. Well, so you're, you're doing the MMA, uh, you, you decide you've had enough of the MMA and you, you could have gone back to training and other things like that. And you decided to do, uh, leadership coaching or transformational coaching. What, what really drove you to do that? You know, it's interesting. Um, I was actually doing Amazon FBA, Fulfillment uh-huh. by Amazon. And uh, again, I appreciate you saying the, the kind gestures to me because I had a lot of people telling me, 
you're my coach. And I just listened. You know, I just started listening to people and saying, probably should get certified in that because everybody's telling me what I am. And uh, I, I ended up getting certified in it. And I'm like, holy crap, I've been doing this since I was a personal trainer. And then yeah. I go even further, further down the line. I'm like, holy crap, I've been doing this since I was four. I've been doing this as a four-year-old kid. <laughs> and, and That's it was, awesome. Yeah, it was super, super cool. Um, but your tribe kind of makes you who you are just as much as you make you who you are. You know, like you you do something, but when your tribe gets behind you, you can do things you didn't even know that you could do. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I just want to say a quick hello to Thesha. Thanks for stopping by tonight. Hey, Thesha. And you're right, because sometimes we don't see what we should see that's obvious to everyone else around us. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that's awesome. So when 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 you were doing the training to become a coach, do you think that they just helped to sharpen your skills or was it that you learned some really new things you go, "Wow, this is really going to help me be a better coach?" Um I That's a great question and I think it depends how the individual looks at it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I helped me sharpen my skills. And I also got some interesting ahas as I went through it. Uh, there was one guy who uh, did some mentoring for me. And he says, always ask yourself the question, how does this apply to me? And I really, really, I didn't know it was something that I was doing naturally in my journey because I'm very curious but it's one of those things that opens up room for possibility. Like, okay, how, how is this thing applying to me in my journey? And mm-hmm. I like playing with it and understanding it and figuring it out and using the leverage that I need to use along the journey. Um, but that's how I look at life, you know? And I know a lot of people, and I'm not bagging on anyone for the way that they run their journey, it's their journey. Yeah. They'll talk about like the school system is broken and this is over here and there's a problem over here. Problems just allow us to have solutions. You know, like even some of the simpler problems we we take for granted. Like if I'm hungry, I'm going to go eat. That is a problem though. That is a problem until you find Mm -hmm. the solution. So it's like me bitching about the fact that I'm not eating and that I'm hungry isn't making the problem any better. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. So I look at life and I go like, are we going to look for a solution to it? Or are we just going to talk about it and hope that somehow it gets better? Yeah. There's times when it's the, the talking should end and the doing should begin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like I actually, on my journey, I didn't talk a whole lot. You know, I didn't talk a whole lot because I, I was actually trained that my actions do my talking for me so i just i would have my actions do my talking i would act i would act i would act and then going into my entrepreneurial journey i started realizing how effective and powerful communication could be especially if you're using it correctly and 
And then I was like, holy crap, we have two eyes and two ears because, yeah, we're supposed to see and hear twice as much. But that doesn't mean we don't talk. We just talk when it's time to talk, when it's appropriate to talk. And so I'm learning the timing on that as I go through my process because we never completely have it figured out. Um, and I try and get better and better at it as I go through it to by being around amazing people like yourself and being around other amazing individuals and just learning and taking on those insights and listening closely and speaking at the most appropriate time. And if it's not the appropriate time, giving myself the grace to go like, ah, screwed that one up. Up to bat again. <laughs> yeah. I like I like that. I like that. Hear it up from you. That's good. So because I screw it up a lot. I screw it up a lot. So as you've been coaching now, you've been coaching well over a decade. What are what are some of the things that you've seen change over time that people have to deal with now that they didn't deal with before or um, have just become new types of problems that that people are challenged? You know, what's interesting. Um, I look at principles and philosophies. And I say it's oftentimes more the same than it's not. So I'll give an example. Um, we'll look at something like COVID, right? And we'll say, we need a vaccine. Uh, we need to wear a mask. We need this. But the truth is we need our mind to feel okay. That's what it is. We want our mind to feel like it's okay. And so the question is, okay, how do I make my mind know that I am going to be okay through this process? So, because if I am okay, I will take the proper precautions and be okay and and that the same is true for so what the world went through i actually went through when i was five i'm a five-year-old kid and i'm at the funeral of my grandfather and i'm mm -hmm. terrified like another level of terrified because i'd never seen anyone die before yeah and so seeing someone who was just alive and now he's in this coffin it freaked me out so much and it stiffened me up. And I, I literally like, that was a coaching opportunity for me because I remember thinking to myself, like I was processing it and I go, okay, if I'm going to die, I better live as much life as I can. Like I better live this thing out and see what happens. And, and what people do, they go through their shock and COVID it was the one thing that actually brought us together. It showed us our humanity because yep. this is how people, this is how this group responds when they're shocked. This is how this group responds when they shock. Yeah, we have different tribes with different perspectives and different ways of looking at the world. But if I were to say, okay, let's take, take a couple and you two talk about how stupid you are and why you're stupid and why my way's right and your way's wrong, show me how that's going to work. And you mm -hmm. want to take an entire society and do that? <laughs> we can't even do it with two people, but we're going to do it with a society? Yeah. And that's why my game is about greatness within. It allows people to expand and open up and feel like they're in a safe enough space to say the things that they need to say so that they can get out of their own way. But if I tell a person how stupid they are, that's just, they're going to shell up. They're yeah. going to hate me. They're not going to feel any better about like, oh, F that guy. Yeah. And then they're going to go do the thing that they want to do anyway. 
Yeah. And that's, it's just a communication. Uh, the, the better we get at it, the faster we move as a society for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the one, one thing you're talking about in there. We, we will never ever all be in one tribe and be in the same mindset and everything we won't. Yeah. And one of the things that always, and I, I honestly myself, and I think everyone uh, to some extent, hopefully as they, as they get a little bit older, you, that you, you begin to, if you're working on growing, if you're working on, on, on really becoming a better person over time and a better human, you, you try to understand that they're going to be people that think the exact opposite of you, yeah. but they can still be good people. Yeah. They can, they can, they can bend. Uh, one of the things that, that has been really, really interesting to me, and it's a, is a statement that someone brought up to me, I don't know, long, a couple of years ago now, it says, you know, don't ever judge someone because you never know the situations that they've been in, how they grew up, where they came from, anything like that. You don't know that. So don't judge their actions today because you never know that and you may not even be able to understand it. And I think about that a lot as I get older because, you know, you see it on TV, this whole, and I think I, I, this is my personal opinion. I think we should, we should ban the news unless they're just going to read like good stuff that happened today for 10 minutes and then, okay, give us, give us five minutes of the bad stuff. And I don't want to hear any, I don't, I just want the stuff. I don't want your take yeah. on it. I don't want any of that. Cause it's because, you know, cause right now what, what you see on TV is you see, you see, see extremes. Yeah. Either way, either way, it doesn't matter. You know, and, and you see, you see a smidgen of the real world where most of us live. Yeah. <laughs> And you say, but, but it's like, it's like, it's, it's the same thing. So go on, so go on something like Facebook, social media, right? Everybody lives this, this great life uh, mm-hmm. because all they share is pictures of their vacations or their wonderful times and stuff like that. But we all live real lives. And I think that understanding the differences in people and appreciating that that person may not like me, may not whatever, uh, agree with me. It doesn't really matter. It, it really shouldn't hurt me as a person or affect me as a person. Um, and, and I don't know, I'm not saying it the right way, but I get, so I get, I get, I get really passionate about it when you hear, Oh, they're, they're, uh, liberal, they're conservative or something like that. It's like, who the hell cares? Do they, do they, do they wake up? Are they good to people? Yeah. Do they, do they, I mean, do they care for their, their, their family? Well, their, their friends, do they, are, are they involved in their community? When, when the hell did that stop mattering? Yeah. You know? Um, it's, so, anyway. um, it's so fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I look at, I've always been fascinated with psychology, for instance, yeah. like how we think and why we think the way that we think. And I know our, our minds are good at uh, deleting, dele- uh, delegating and distorting things. Like it's just what they do. And so sometimes uh, what I'll do is ask a question like, okay, why? Like, why is it that way? And why are you mad at that person? And, and okay, well, what would you do? And, and just play with the mind a little bit. 
because when you can play with the mind, it it will start looking for opportunities again. Because it's really, mm-hmm. it just wants to keep itself safe. That's yeah. what the mind's yeah. looking to do. And it's like, yeah. oh, if yeah. people would just shut up and listen to me, everything would be better. And that's not how the world really works. <laughs> and everybody either learns it at their own time or never learns it. Yeah. I saw one person who it was the saddest thing I'd ever seen for me personally. I, and I, I feel he was feeling this too because he was crying about how he didn't want to die. He doesn't want to die. He had this cancer and his kids didn't even come to see him. And it was because he just, he had such this bitterness to them that it showed up in other areas of his life. It would spill over. And I'm like, man, they didn't even come to see him on his way out, you know, like, and it, and it's, it's the human emotions that we have. Our emotions are very powerful things and yeah. they either work to serve us or they work completely against us. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just read this this morning. I was well, I say read, but I listened to Audible, mm-hmm. and it said it was uh, is uh, John Maxwell reading the complete one hundred and one or something like that. I don't know one of his one of his compilations, and it said something about the fact that you treat the world the way you way you look at yourself. So yeah. if you hate yourself, you look at the world with hate. Yeah, and holy heck I, I i stopped and i was and i was i was exercising and i continued on and i just thought about that a while mm-hmm. i thought really deep to myself i was like how do i really think about myself and how does that affect how i think about everyone else because it's such a powerful statement like you talked about that person bitter about their their sick bitter about their they're bitter yeah they're probably bitter to everyone. Yeah. And, and I can understandably a tough situation, but bitter nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whew. Absolutely. But the good, what's the thinking we were going to get that deep on stuff? <laughs> because I, because I, I think your, your, your journey from being an elite athlete to helping people with leadership coaching has a lot of really interesting nuances and characteristics because the your I think and tell me about this uh, mm-hmm. coaching is a lot like training for an athletic event because it's it's repetitive. You got to work a little bit, a little bit. A- am yeah. I right? Wrong? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I say. There's a time to sprint, a time to jog, a time to walk, a time to rest, you know, and figure out like, okay, when do I sprint? When do I jog? When do I walk? When do I rest? And we have patterns that we carry out. And so there was, um, I took bank code from Emmeline. She's an absolute superstar. And I got to understand uh, more about the personality types the way people show up in their reality Mm -hmm. and one thing that i love doing is understanding the why behind the why behind the why and people often say is it nature or is it nurture you know it well it's both well it's this well it's that well it's more nurture well it's more nature 
And after taking that, I'm like, holy crap, it's about nurturing their nature. You nurture their nature. You understand what their nurture is, and then you, or their nature is, and then you nurture it. Because just like an angry human being is and a hurt human being is, imagine what an inspired human being can do. Imagine what an empowered human being can do. And people think it's easy because it's treat those the way you want to be treated. But the game is not treat those the way you want to be treated. It's treat people the way they know they want to be treated. And that takes energy. That takes asking questions. That takes understanding. What do they love? What do they hate? What inspires them? What brings them down? Yep. You said it there. Treat them the way that they want to be treated. Because it could not, it's probably not the way that you, you would like to be treated. Yeah. So as you're, as you're, I mean, this is, that's, that's really something. And that's good. It's good that you bring that up. So as you're helping leaders through this and, and I, and I, I don't have it pulled up here, Bob. I've got, I just got to flip up a screen here. You, you talk something in your, on your profile here on LinkedIn about the six, uh, your, I don't know if it's on LinkedIn or someplace else. Let's see. Yeah, the power of six. The power of six. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about the power of six. I got to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. So as I went through my journey, uh, first off, I went to go do a motivational speech and I bombed it because it was my first one. It was hilarious. <laughs> Just like yeah. all over the place. And I went to uh, my uh, my speech coach and I talked to her about it. And she said, like, yeah, you know, just uh, sit down and write your speech, like really get it uh, in sync. And so I started, I, I reverse engineered what I put a person through a process. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this is where they're at when they win. And then like, what steps do I take them through to get them to that win, right? And I started uh, looking at it and it was six things that consistently came up. And so I wrote those six things down and I go, this is what it is. And I, at first I didn't know, like, is it a line that they go through? Is it a, is it a steps that they go through? And I ended up making it a circle. And the reason I made it a circle was it, it shows that there's, it needs a cycle. Everything goes through cycles and you're going to be in different parts of that cycle, depending on what you need. Now, when you're really foundated, you're foundated in all six pieces. Like you're completely, you're solid in self. Mm-hmm. And I have you grade those pieces. And so those six pieces are uh, clarity, confidence, commitment is the first one. Like, are you clear? Are you confident? Are you committed in what you're doing? And then the second is, okay, do you have a game plan? And a game plan is like something that's measurable and managed. Are you measuring and managing certain things? Because if you're not, it's not going to get managed. If you're not measuring it, it's not going to get managed. Uh, The third is, are you passionate about it? And use like either you're passionate or you're not passionate about it. Like figure out what that is. Uh, The fourth, what I was talking to you about unshakable faith is like, do you have the unshakable faith necessary? And are you practicing those, those steps? And there's exercises to that that I tell people to practice yeah. on a regular basis because life will hit you. Uh, the fifth is take responsibility. And just as you were talking about 
I always say look within before you look without. Looking without is important. Like if I like, oh, there's no lion there and the lion's there, okay, you're in trouble. But look within and then without. We're in a human society and it's important to say like, okay, what am I doing here? Am I triggered? Am I looking at the past? Are there things that I'm seeing that are not necessarily there and my mind seeing that? And then look without. And then look within again. Look in, out, in, I always call it. So control what you can, know what you can't, and distinguish the difference between the two. And then the sixth is the greatness within. It's basically you're, you're firing on all cylinders, life's doing what it needs to do, and you're feeling the growth and loving every experience that you're having. Those are incredible, my friend. They are incredible. They are incredible. And uh, yeah, the take responsibility. I like that one. I yeah. like that one. Every time when I hear people that are blame, 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 I really wonder what it's like, what it would be like for them to accept the responsibility for 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 everything, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to see how much different their day is, because I think it helps you be, become less of a victim. Yeah. And, and, and puts you more in control, even when you can't control some of this stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I even look at, so I've almost thought about having the thir first three principles on the top and the last three principles on the bottom. The reason being is if I tell a person to take responsibility and they are not ready to take responsibility, they're going to, it's uh, the Millie Vanilli song, Blame It on the Rain. Like, they're going to take, like, it's got to be something's fault, and it's not mine. <laughs> Just like, wow, I can't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as you take people through this, and you're, I mean, I can see how your, your power of six, and I had it written down too. I had it on my notes, but I had already gone through a full page. That's why I couldn't find it. But, um, so as you take people through this, what are some of the things that they've said to you as they, as they get work with you a while, what are some of the feelings that they explain to you in their lives and the changes that they see? Yeah. Great question. So uh, one thing, they either start telling me their dream or they're hesitant at telling me their dream. Uh, the reason they start is because there's accountability pieces in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the second you say out loud what you want to do, it becomes very, very real. And people don't like being seen as liars. They don't like being seen as like, ah, oh, crap, I'm a hypocrite. And so it's hard sometimes. I totally get it. But um, my goal is to get them to get their dream out, to actually say it out loud. Because when you say those things out loud, you actually give them power. See, people yes. get too scared of the fact that, ah, well, if I say it, it's so funny. I actually, I have people who are into the, the uh, law of attraction and manifestation. And then they say, like, I can't say it because if I say it, then it won't come... And I go, all right, if you plant a tree, right, and you go through the process of that tree growing and you say, like, that tree's not going to grow, it's not going to grow, and you're going through the process, I think the tree's still going to grow. So I think, like, people take manifestation and they use, like, 
I hate to say it this way, but it's the only way that I know how. They use a BS mechanism to say like, oh, well, this is why I can't say the thing that I'm saying, because if I say it, if you say it, then you can get people on your side who are going to help make that dream a reality. What are you talking about? Maybe you've heard from too many people their bullcrap baggage and you don't want to say it. And that's cool. I get it. It happens. <laughs> but say your stuff and do it. at least if you say something and everyone's telling you you're stupid, at least you know you're in the wrong room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you you said a lot, said a lot there. And if people are listening to this, it go back it up and listen to it again. Because you know, one of the things that we really have to be cognizant about when we're when we're soliciting advice, especially if you if you have big goals, right? Mm -hmm. If if you would have told your high school teacher that you said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an MMA fighter when I'm you know, 28, 29 years old, they would say, ah, you're, yeah, good luck. It ain't yeah. happening. Don't even yeah. start, you know, go to college, do something else, whatever. Yeah. But they don't know you. They don't know what you can do. They don't know the determination that you have. They don't know what kind of effort, persistence, and, and as you say, unshakable faith that you have to achieve your goals. And you know, it's super cool. Um, and this was on Thane's, I believe it was on, on Thane's leadership. But they say, even God doesn't bet on a person who's alive. <laughs> and that's the name of the game. <laughs> like, okay, if you're alive, there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. That's right. I think it's a lot of us and, and people too that uh, I read this a, a while back, you know, people, if you, if you're going to tell somebody a big goal, like, Oh, I want to be a, uh, I'm going to be an astronaut and, you know, a 10 year old kid. And someone might say, no, nah, you know, maybe you should be a teacher. Maybe you should, maybe you should be a bus driver or a whatever. It, yeah. Cause they're trying to protect you. They're trying to, trying to protect you from the disappointment that could have affected them. Yeah. or or different things and and this is this is where i think there is a lot of power and as you're helping people do put their goals out there mm -hmm. because they're their goals for a reason they're thinking about that for a reason and yeah. you know and it's it is yeah it is too bad when you see people tone it down because of that yeah yeah it's like i um I so feel you on that, David. And, and I also say like, okay, where's the opportunity? Cause I'm always looking for the opportunity. I go, mm -hmm. okay, if they're going to turn it down, that means I get an opportunity to turn it up and mm -hmm. then they get the opportunity to turn it up. And that's where I'm like, okay, where's the opportunity in here? Even with the news, like I say, the news isn't going to change until no. people turn it off. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. If it's going to get eyeballs, they're going to keep doing it the same way. Yep. So I'm like, well, okay. And yeah. I love how you talk about because I do think it's, it's toxic in a lot of ways. You know, oh, yeah. I think it's very toxic in a lot of ways. And it's up to people to look at it and go, like, is this actually healthy for the society or not? And I just want people to ask that question to themselves, like, be willing to ask the question: Is this really healthy, or or is it actually uh, detrimental? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of thought that should be put into that right there. 
So as you're looking at these leaders, helping these leaders uh, explore more of themselves, what are some of the things that you had to use as an elite athlete that you see them being able to use that's like very game changing for them? Or it's a game changing, not very game changing. Yeah. Speaking right. But so look at look at this. Yeah. The inch. The inches are everything. The inches are everything. And what I'll say is one of the most powerful things we have is the ability to time effectively. That's the name of the game. And I even looked at like a blue belt versus a black belt. And this is a uh, jujitsu, for instance. Mm -hmm. And the difference between the blue belt and the black belt is not the moves. It's not the techniques. It's the timing. It's the proficiency. It's the knowing when to do what, knowing when to pull back, knowing when to lean in, knowing when to twist this way, knowing when to turn this way, being 15 steps ahead of the game. And so you you might be uh, scrambling with one move, but they're already 14 moves ahead. You can't beat that. Mm -hmm. And entrepreneurship and leadership is much the same. It's preparing your people for the great times, like celebrating the hell out of those great times and being prepared as hell for those not so great times too. seeing both sides of the coin because the leader needs to see the top and they also need to see the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The inches are everything preparing for the great. Not so great. I like those. Yeah. The, because it really is as you're, as you're trying to become, a more effective leader and, and more um it, it i don't know not using the right words but as you become a, a better leader it really is about in good and bad and it's it's easy to lead when things are going well but better leaders are formed when it's bad every time, <laughs> every time. Like, it's just like and we were talking about uh the edge and I talk about me being able to show up when things just aren't showing up my way. Yeah. You know, some, that's where I've gotten some of my greatest growth is to be in a situation where it's like, this isn't showing up the way that I wanted it to show up. So how do I make it show up? Like, what do I, what do I do? What do I, what process, what grit do I have to have? Um, yeah. What's so interesting the just-in-time learning, you know, reminding, oh, yeah. reminding an entrepreneur that the action, sometimes the action shows the board. It shows like you're throwing the dart and the board isn't even there until you throw the dart. Mm -hmm. And people were like, no, I want to know, I want to know exactly where the board's at. Yeah, it's not always true. It's not always going to work that way. But you can become so proficient that you just, you trust your instinct. You trust your ability to have the instinct. And sometimes people just need that sounding board so that they can play on their instincts again and can play the game they already know how to play. Some people yeah. are amazing at their game and they don't even realize it because they're too, they, they cripple themselves and they stay in this stuck lock like, okay, this is what I know. So if I go out of this, then I'm going to be in trouble. But imagine what you do get when you do go out of there. 
imagine what you can come back with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I just, I like listening to you speak Clifford and I'm, uh, and I can't even believe we're, we're almost out of time here uh, because I just want to say if people don't know Clifford, Clifford Starks, just look him up on LinkedIn um, and, and reach out and connect with him because there, there are a, a, a million reasons I would think that, that you being a leadership coach is a wonderful thing. Yeah, and uh, I, I appreciate you so much. If you if you were going to say one thing to somebody that was struggling with leadership today, what do you think they should hear right now? Awesome. The fact that you're struggling means that you're aware enough to know that you're struggling. You're already ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah. Now go find guides who have what you want. Because when you can find the guide who has what you want, they can tell you the steps that you that you're stuck in and help you move out of it, propel out of it and become the person you were meant to be. Awesome. Again. Man, I'm so I'm so thankful that we had this opportunity to talk Clifford. We are we are running yeah. up against time here, but man, I just want to say Clifford, how can someone get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn. Okay. Or on Facebook Messenger as well. Okay. Uh, those would be the two best ways to get a hold of me. And uh, yeah, I love connecting with people, love pointing people in the direction that they need to move into. And I'm I'm especially fond of parentpreneurs because I do know the combination of being an entrepreneur and being a parent and being a married man myself personally for 15 years. Yeah. It yeah. has its challenges. But uh, yeah. you'd be surprised how far you can go when you put the right things in the right order. It, it's a mm -hmm. lot of fun and you leverage effectively. When you figure out that balance, that, and I don't even like to use the words, that when you figure yeah. out the integration between your business and your family and it works for your family and your business, it's it's yes. a wonderful thing. 100%. It's a wonderful thing. So, well, thanks. Today we had... Clifford Starks here with Starks Transformational Coaching. We were talking about using elite athlete habits to improve your personal development. And we just got schooled on about, I don't know how many things that will help you become a better leader. We've learned around your power of six, which you're awesome. I think people should be reaching out to you. So thanks so yeah. much for being here today, Clifford. And yeah, thanks David, everyone for listening. It. And I appreciate oh, everybody else. Thank you, you everyone. Bet. Thanks so much. Just hang out for a minute with us, Clifford here, and we'll talk. Yeah, absolutely.